Being an artist is the most incredible gift. The divine expression of your soul, the bone-crushing rejection, the drinking before noon. It's easy to forget why you love doing this. I'm here to help remind you. Join me each week as we dig into the practical and spiritual mindset and manifestation tools you can use to finally get out of your own way and do what you came here to do. The art you want to make is only being blocked by the bullshit stories you've inherited about what's possible for you. In a sea of no's, you're about to become your biggest yes. In a town of it's who you know, you are the one worth knowing. When they say they need a name, you say your own damn name. I'm Kelly Warren, and this is Another Take. Hello, friends. It's so good to see you, even though I can't see you at all, but I feel you and you need to shave, quite frankly. Today I'm kind of going off script here. This is not what I had planned to talk about at all, but I went through some shit the past couple of days and I feel like that is worth having a conversation about because it really allowed me to let go of a lot of stuff that I've been holding on to and I think it could be beneficial for you as well. So let's get into it. As today's episode title and Stephen Sondheim would suggest, we are going to be riffing on forgiveness and gratitude. Back in November, I was ghosted by someone very close to me who I deeply cared about and have been friends with for many, many years. Just full-on vanished. It went from an actual text saying, let's talk tomorrow, to a metaphorical text that I can only imagine would have gone something like, I'm never speaking to you again, and I'm not going to give you any warning or reason. Best wishes to you this holiday season. And having to absorb the shock and pain of that, on top of still navigating the throes of a pandemic that had decimated me financially and emotionally, it was a lot. Especially when this was the one person I talked to about how I was feeling about being decimated financially and emotionally. I think I cried most days in December 2020. <laughs> I remember that being not a great month overall. I was just so utterly hurt by this, and I could not get past it, you guys. I did all the things. I journaled. I wrote a letter venting about how I had been wronged that I obviously tore up. I understood intellectually that this said nothing about me and everything about them, but I have an anxious attachment style in relationships, and one of the components of that is that I have a deep unconscious fear of being abandoned. So wow, did that get activated in this situation. <laughs> and I have just been carrying this profound hurt around with me for, what, six, seven months? And it finally got to the point where I said, I need to put this down. I am basically walking around with a backpack full of rocks, and I'm ready to put it down. So I made the decision to forgive. Because that's what it is, a decision. And it's not about them at all, actually. It's about you. You finding peace. That's all I care about. The key thing I want you to understand here is that forgiveness is not about making what they did to you okay. It's about you releasing the anger and resentment that's making you feel like shit. Because in my book, if someone does something shitty, they should feel like shit, not me. But unfortunately, for some reason, I don't get to control other people or what they do or think or feel. At least until this potion is ready. <laughs> but until then, I can only control what I'm doing and how I'm feeling. And I get to decide to feel better. 
There's that quote we've all heard attributed to like 17 people. (laughs) Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You are the one being affected. I don't give a shit about them. You don't fuck with my pod people. Each one of you is a goddamn jewel and you deserve to spend your days thriving in peace and joy. And holding a grudge doesn't allow for that. It's a process, though. It takes a willingness to look at this differently. It takes a willingness to release your need to be right, even when you are. Do you want to be right or do you want to feel better? You get to pick. So that first piece of awareness is, this feels like hot garbage. This isn't serving me. I think I'm ready to put this down. And that's great. For most of us, that's going to be good enough. If that's as far as you want to go with that, fantastic. If you're ready to take it to the next level and a higher level of consciousness, once we let go of the resentment and bitterness, when we're not being activated by the situation anymore and it doesn't have the same negative energetic charge for us anymore, we can kind of get to neutral. And then we can get to a place where we're even able to have compassion for this person. Because think about it, if they're capable of hurting someone they love in this way, I can only imagine what they're able to inflict on themselves. Lord knows, I am the worst to myself. And this is where the biggest opportunity for healing comes in. Because life is a mirror, right? It orchestrates our reality in accordance with our beliefs about ourselves. So if you look at how this person hurt you, I want to get really clear about what exactly you're mad about. They betrayed my trust. I deserved closure. They were cruel. They treated me like I didn't matter. And then I would invite you to take a look at where in your life you are doing those exact things to yourself. Where have I betrayed my self-trust? What open loops have I left with someone or something? Where have I been cruel to myself? When have I treated myself like I didn't matter? A lot of emotions can come up when you do this, so be easy with yourself and let yourself feel them so they can move through you. It's eye-opening, and we realize, oh, fuck, I am holding on to so much that I haven't forgiven myself for. And in some fucked up way, I'm able to view this experience with gratitude now for opening my eyes to where I needed some healing. And then when you're in gratitude, you're able to access the next level of consciousness, which is being able to send this person love and want what's best for them. When you can get to a place where you can wish your enemies well, you're free. Enemies is a really strong word. I don't hate anyone. I don't have any enemies, but (laughs) I think like an oldie timey war talk, you know, I think that's like where those kind of quotes originate. (laughs) It's not about them. It's about you. And it's about you getting to that place of freedom. And this is actually what happened to me in this situation, because it was a lot of work for me to not reach out again. It killed me to miss this person's birthday. I love birthdays. I take them very seriously, but I was in, fuck you, you just stop talking to me. You don't get a happy birthday. And in a way, I was allowing this situation to make me less of who I am. If I'm hiding out and withholding my gifts and my joy from someone else, even if they've wronged me, I am blocking my own blessing. In not giving to someone else, I am blocking myself from my own flow of joy and love and abundance. I'm clinging to this stagnant energy out of self-righteousness, and there's no room for any new energy to flow in. When I took it off of him and brought it back to me, I was the only one suffering. And that's when I decided I was going to reach out with no expectation of a response, because guess what, 9.9 times out of 10, you're not getting an apology. 
You're not getting a response, let alone an apology. (laughs) And I decided I was going to send a message wishing this person well. And the second I did it, I felt like my entire being exhaled. I felt totally at peace, totally certain that everything works out how it's supposed to. And whether I ever see this person again or not, I'm good. And I have finally freed up the space for something else to come in. Funnily enough, later that night, I didn't end up getting an apology, but that was just a formality for me at that point, because I had already gotten my own closure. I had given it to myself. Now, I get it. Believe me, guys, I get it. This is a big concept, because you might be sitting here like, fuck that, send them love, fuck you, Kelly, you don't know what I've been through, and I totally get it. That is a totally valid place to be. You make whatever choice feels correct for you, wherever you're at. I'm just letting you know what else is available to you if and when you're able to get to that place. So a tool I've been using in my own life to facilitate this is a healing from ancient Hawaiian wisdom called Honoponopono. You may have heard of it. It's very simple. It's four sentences that basically walk you through repentance, forgiveness, gratitude, and love around a given situation. So you take any situation that you're needing to forgive and you hold it in your mind and you say to it, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And I do it like five times. I've heard it in different orders. You can change the words around and do whatever you want. You can do whatever feels best for you. You can't do it wrong. I personally like to work my way up to gratitude and love because I'm usually still in my feelings about it in the beginning and it's easier for me to do that than starting with I love you. Now, if you're going, what the fuck? Why am I saying sorry? I didn't do anything wrong. It's about you taking 100% ownership of your life, acknowledging and accepting what happened to you for you, not them. Remember, this is about you. Maybe you're apologizing to yourself for giving this so much of your time and attention. Maybe this betrayal showed you where you betray yourself and you can thank it for that. It's about releasing the heaviness around the situation for you. Now again, shit might come up for you. I tend to get very emotional when I do this. That's okay. Just ride the wave. Be gentle with yourself. There is a grief in releasing. We hold on to this shit to protect ourselves in a way. If we keep recreating the past, we don't have to live in the present moment. And then when we let that go, when we step out of the past and are willing to just be now, it's very vulnerable. Who am I without this? I found it to be very helpful in shifting the energy around things. If you try it and you hate it, no problem. Not everything is going to resonate for everybody. And of course, I do want to say if you are dealing with some very significant capital T trauma that still needs to be healed, definitely speak to your therapist before doing this work because there's a lot wrapped up in this. And the last thing in the world I would ever want to do is put you in a situation where you could be re-traumatized. Another thing I want to touch on here. Forgiveness, grudges, gratitude, what is it at the end of the day? It's energy. Relationships are an energetic exchange. And so... They don't necessarily need to be with other people. You have relationships with pets, the universe, money, this industry. You are in relationship with all of it. And when is the last time you evaluated these relationships? 
because I'm willing to bet there are some major opportunities for forgiveness here. If we go back to this idea that what you feel you aren't getting from this person who hurts you is what you aren't giving to yourself, let's look at that, especially in our relationships with money and our careers. I'm betting a lot of you listening to this feel cheated. You owe me. You don't pay any attention to me. When's the last time you did anything for me? I think about you all the time. You don't think about me. If you said those things to an actual person, you guys would break up. So I really encourage you to make a list of all the things that frustrate you about your career right now and all the ways it's making you feel and all the things you think it's not doing for you. And then make a list of all the ways you recognize that you deny yourself all those same things in any area of your life. Who have you been being? Who are you being in relationship to your career? And then either take that list through the Honoponopono or write a letter to the business, forgiving them for all of this stuff and thanking them for helping you see where you haven't been giving your creativity enough attention, and then thanking them for the amazing role that's on its way to you. I actually did that this weekend. I wrote a forgiveness letter to Hollywood, and oh my god, you guys, it really helped me let go of some shit and take renewed responsibility for how I get to feel as an artist. So I highly recommend that if you're not as spiritually inclined and that's easier for you to get behind. So you've noticed that a lot of these forgiveness practices lead us to gratitude. Gratitude is the quickest way to shift your state. If you can find one thing in your immediate surroundings to appreciate, you've already set yourself on the path to a higher vibration. And it can be the smallest thing. I'm breathing. My legs bend so I can sit in this chair. The cat above the fridge daring me to take a step toward that cabinet where we keep the treats. It's powerful. There's a reason Marie Kondo made us all say thank you to our Victoria's Secret undies with the holes in them before we threw them out. <laughs> you know, the black lacy ones that were your special hookup pair, but funnily enough, huh, every time I wore them, I still didn't manage to hook up. Thanks a lot, Vicky. Yeah, those ones. There's a release there, too. When you're in gratitude, you can't be in an anxiety at the same time. Because when you're grateful for what you have in the present moment, you're not in lack and focusing on what you don't have yet, which allows you to be grateful for the stuff you don't have yet, but as a gorgeous addition to what already is, not something you need to save you from your current circumstance. When I make gratitude lists, I always include 10 things I already have that I'm grateful for and five things that haven't happened yet, but I thank the universe for them as if they have already happened. Two quick things about a gratitude list. One, don't just laundry list them like a robot. You really got to get into the feeling place of being grateful for that thing. Two, a really cool experiment I'm going to task you with is you may not repeat anything on your list on another day. So by the end of the week, you're going to have to start getting real creative because you've already exhausted my family, my dog, my husband, my job, a roof over my head, etc., all of the things that automatically spring to mind, you will have already used, so you can't use them again. It's going to force you to start noticing things to appreciate, and you're going to be able to cultivate gratitude for the smallest, seemingly insignificant things. How amazing, right, to get to that point where you can view everything as some little everyday miracle. And then the universe takes note. Oh, wow, you're so great at receiving everything I give you. Now I can trust you with bigger things. If you see a penny in the road and go, who gives a shit, it's only a penny, 
You think the universe is going to point out where that drunk guy dropped a 50? No, because you're an ungrateful bitch. Oh, you don't like what I give you? Why would I give you more? It takes the same amount of energy to be thankful for the small stuff as the big stuff. So start working that muscle so you can expand your capacity to receive all that you're asking for. Because it's coming and you deserve it and you are going to be fucking ready. All right, chickens, I hope this was helpful for you. Be kind to yourself this week. I know as we're coming out of the pandemic and everything is opening up again, you might have a lot of feelings about what you did or did not accomplish during this last year. I know I have. And I would invite you to give yourself some grace. I think there are probably a lot of opportunities to put the backpack down. And I want you to know that I am right there with you to help you get that damn twisty Jansport strap off. And oh, my ponytail is somehow wrapped around this. How did that happen? And oh, good, my water bottle is leaking. So now I'm carrying wet rocks around. This is fucking fantastic. We are going to get that damn thing off. I promise. (laughs) Did I take this metaphor too far? If so, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Oh, see what I did? Of course you did, you magnificent bastard. All right. I love you to bits. Have an amazing week. Go be your bold, brilliant self everywhere you go. I'm so glad you're here. And I cannot wait to see where you go. Till next time. It is my absolute joy to be on this ride with you. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell your diary. Between apps, you can find me on Instagram at VitalCrayon and head to VitalCrayon.com for info on how you can start going deeper into this work with me when you're ready to level up. Thanks so much for listening. Now go be your bold, brilliant self wherever you're off to next, and I'll see you in the trenches.